Hello everyone, this is Noah Villaverde, host of the Blank Green Canvas podcast, and I just wanted to give you a word of warning before I play you this episode of me and my friend Chris Noreen discussing 13 Reasons Why Season 3. Um, towards the end of this podcast, uh, my microphone, for some reason, messed up, so I ended up recording via my laptop's microphone, so obviously you're not going to hear me as fully as you would usually hear me, thanks to the microphone I use. So I just want to give you that word of warning, so um, just be warned, but otherwise, um, Feel free to enjoy this special episode of me and my friend Chris talking about 13 Reasons Why Season 3 in spoiler-filled detail. Hello everyone, this is Noah Villaverde, host of the Blank Green Canvas podcast. It's been a couple weeks since I last recorded a podcast for you guys. It was a special episode because I got to do a show with uh, my friends Alan Gunn and Shaq Lambert on uh, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. I took a bit of a break since then because uh, a few other things have been going on, been pretty busy at home. But now I'm happy to um, return after a good three or four weeks away from the podcast with a new show. For you guys, and this week I am joined by my good friend Chris Noreen. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. I'm just really happy to be here. Um, uh, this is a great podcast you've had, and yeah, I'm just excited. So cool. Yeah, th- that's nice to hear from you, man. Like, for, by the way, uh, you live in Florida. Uh, I'm hoping you are safe over there. Oh yeah, I'm 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 actually not too worried about it. Um, I've been doing like a lot of hurricane tracking, so it's I think our area will just be fine. Probably just be like a lot of water damage. But okay, I think we'll be fine. Have you underwent? By the way, this, this sounds a little serious. Have you underwent a hurricane before or dealt with one? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I've been in Florida like all my life, so yeah, I've dealt with like several hurricanes. Mm. Um, we've never had any damages to our, our house or anything, except for, like, the pool screen, oh, you know? Oh, okay. But, um, other than Have that, Have you ever no, felt the no. wind resistance from a hurricane? Yeah. How is it, like? Is it a little scary? It's, it's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, I've always heard about Florida and hurricanes. I've been to Florida once, a couple years back. Me and my family went to, uh, mainly Orlando. We did go visit the Kennedy Space Center, but mainly we went there to go to, like, Universal and Disney. So, uh, we didn't really get a sense of hurricanes, you know, naturally, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, you always hear about hurricanes in Florida and all that stuff, and you and I both have friends that also live around that area, so shout out to all our fellow friends in Florida, um, hopefully you guys stay safe amidst, um, the threats of, uh, Hurricane Dorian, so just wanted to give everybody, um, some love there and wishing them the, the best safety they can get, but, um, Obviously, the hurricane is not the reason why we're together today, but before I get into our main topic, which is actually 13 Reasons Why Season 3, I just want to give you guys a bit of an update on what's been going on lately. Uh, I'm starting my, what's likely my last semester of my undergrad, and I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of projects going on, obviously. It's going to be a little stressful, so there's that. And also, my family and I, we're actually downsizing. We're going to be moving. No, not the Alexander Payne movie with Matt Damon. (laughs) No, not that movie, but... They're downsizing, and we're going to be moving to a new house eventually. We're trying to sell this one first. I'm a little tired because um, I spent most of my day like packing up, trying to get my stuff ready for the move eventually. Because we need to make this house an open house so people could take a look and perhaps buy it. You know, so there's a lot of a lot going on. Obviously, um, I'm just really happy to return after a brief 
hiatus from the microphone, and I'm really excited to talk to you, Chris, about 13 Reasons Why Season 3. This will be a spoiler-filled discussion on this new season. And before we get into this new season, though, we're going to briefly touch on our thoughts on the first two seasons. So um, I just want to ask, what are your thoughts on the first season, uh, Chris? So... I think the first season is is fantastic. Um, I loved it. I loved it to the point where it actually was my favorite show of 2017. It's just a wow. just I think a really moving and powerful story. Um, and that was a great year for for television in general. But uh, I was just really moved by uh, by the characters and the story. I liked how kind of low key it was for, um, for just considering that. Uh, the many controversial themes that it covers and I thought a lot of it was just very just moving and powerful and I thought Dylan Ned and Catherine Lankford and really just a lot of the cast in general were just very impressive on it yeah I loved it nice um in regards to my thoughts on season one I'm a big fan you know um I watched it about a month or two after it premiered that was when the show kind of gained a lot of hype Partially because uh, it's a very touchy subject, obviously. You know, Hannah Baker, a character played by Catherine Langford, uh, commits suicide, and she records 13 different cassette tapes uh, for 13 different people who she credits to playing into her death. And it's obviously a very controversial show for many reasons, you know, like the way it depicts suicide, um, other issues like um, rape. Uh, it's, it's not a fun show to say the least. I mean, it has some entertaining moments, obviously, but it's a show that really drains you, especially that first season. Um, but I yeah. I was really captivated by it when I first saw it. I mean, I've only seen the season once because 13 Reasons Why isn't a show that you'd like to revisit all the time for obvious reasons. It's, it's just a little too much for me to handle sometimes. But um, what really got me was just the way season one um, I actually uh, listened to the book afterwards, and it seemed to be a very faithful adaptation for the most part, and I think it worked best as a TV show rather than a movie, given the nature of all the characters that we follow. But uh, I felt like the highlight of that show, or the highlights of that show, included, like, obviously the two lead performances, uh, 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 Dylan Minnette, who plays Clay, I think he's really terrific in the show. Like, he is just really likable, but he's not necessarily like a perfect guy obviously he has a lot of issues of his own which we'll get into when we talk about the next two seasons and obviously Captain Langford as Hannah Baker um, she's terrific like I found her to be very captivating and everything else on um, in that regard I also appreciate the way the show has a stylistic flair when it comes to like its direction like the way it compares its visuals like a more brighter aesthetic when Hannah was around and a lot obviously a lot more of a gloomy aesthetic when she's not around given that she just, you know, killed herself. And I like the way that the show uses transitions. You know, like, um, the way transitions are used to kind of showcase it in a fluid way, like characters are reflecting back on stuff that happened in the past. I think some of it is done very, very artistically and very impressive. And um, The first season especially oh, yeah. is, is very beautifully edited. I agree. The editing on the show, I think, is really well done. And another thing I'll give it a shout-out is I really like how um it showcases the characters i will say though like in the first season in particular i can't think of a show where it has so many unlikable characters and yet you can't help but keep watching it you know what i mean mm-hmm. chris like uh yeah no i do um yeah but i i also thi- i also i mean in my opinion though and we'll get into this later with the second through seasons yeah 
I think like some of the writing for those characters, like flaws and unlikability, though, can be can be very um, can be captivating. Not all the time. Oh but yeah, with, with certain characters, it can be. That's the thing with like. But the, I know what you mean, though. That's the thing with the first season is that um, right from the beginning, like even Clay, who I consider probably the most likable character, given he's the main character, he even he is not the most likable at the same time because I feel like a lot of the people that he has to explore in regards to the thirteen people that the tape explores, man, they really test your patience in how much you like them or not like them. I mean, obviously, there are the obvious choices like Bryce and a few other characters that you just can't stand naturally because of what they did to Hannah, among other things. But um, I think it's just... What I find interesting about the show is that it really makes those characters seem real, in a way, that it Mm -hmm. irritates you. Like, in a lot of ways... I don't know about you, but like for me, when I went to high school, when I watched this show, I mean, I wasn't in high school by then. I graduated like three years prior, but a lot of these kids reminded me of people I couldn't stand growing up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely feel that. Um, there's, there's certain characters in the show for for sure that like remind me of people I, I knew when I was younger. And even, and even now to this day, like a lot of the some of the situations um it's, i think are very like realistically executed um not um not all the way <laughs> always of course and we'll, right. we'll get to that later yeah but, season, um, yeah with season 1 for the first yeah. season yeah in particular yeah. Is, though is is quite terrific yeah season 1 is definitely like very YA it's very much a young adult series even though it's very R rated at the same time it's very uh it's very touchy in a lot of ways, and it's hard to watch in in various aspects. But um, like I think it had, like I said, I think there's a lot of artfulness to it that I think uh, gives it a lot more uh, credibility than a lot of other shows in the same genre. You know, like uh, the way it follows each character and like uh, all the complexities of it. What I appreciate about the first season is that um, it takes a very realistic approach to um a very uncomfortable subject matter that i found to be pretty compelling for almost the entire entirety of the season i'll I'll say that much just to conclude for the first season i really like it like i really dug it it really stuck with me um after i finished it because i thought a lot of the themes that it explored not only were they relevant but they were also some things that you just leave thinking about for you know yeah and and I'll say this too, even though I, I understand why um this show has angered so many people, I do I respect like the notion overall though of how they, they wanted to to make the show to kind of just get people talking about things. And I and I do believe that with like the you know, with like the the crew, like the cast and crew, I really think every the show like is very like just well intended. Um, In a lot of ways, I agree. Yes, certain aspects of of it are are not are very feel, can feel like really exploitative. Um, but yeah, I I do think it's a very like well intended um show, and and even though it has you know it's uh an you know its share of problems with its audience, I I don't know it's. It's a show that I think can can be very moving and, and useful, like when it's at its best. You know. Do you have a favorite episode from season one? Ooh, um, honestly, it's it's kind of hard for me to pick. There's a lot of episodes I love. Um, My, I really love. Actually, I love the Justin's episode. Not the first episode, but the episode nine. 
um, just that whole revelation with with what happened to Jessica, I thought was very like powerful. Right. Yeah. And that trio of episodes at the the party, I loved. I oh, I loved Clay's. Episode. Oh, that was the one I was gonna bring up. That, that one's my favorite. my favorite. Actually, that one's definitely my yeah. favorite one. Not just because you feel a little satisfied to finally see him kiss her, but also it, it, it yeah. there's a lot of emotional satisfaction and catharsis to it. Just like when he's. Re- when in that scene where he's basically uh, professing his feelings to her even though she's gone obviously that hits you know like it really hits you so anyways that's our thoughts on the first season of 13 reasons why now let's let's talk about the second season for a bit and i have thoughts <laughs> first let's okay. go with you Chris. Um, okay um so season two um was very like just a widely just despised season of television (laughs) i know a lot of people that that hate it um i think it i think in some ways it it really lost a lot of its fans or at least just you know i i think like a lot of the people who really admired and adored the the first season kind of just were taken aback by season two um honestly i kind of have a, a different opinion i actually liked season two um, I don't think it's it's I don't think it's nearly as good as the first season. Um, it does get too heavy and it gets too exploitative um, with certain elements. Um, the, the finale of of that season is a is a fucking mess. Um, but um, I think like it still has some just some really moving moments though. Um, I think the Zack episode is is wonderful. Um, I liked Ryan's episode on it a lot. I, I yeah, where was Ryan on season oh, right. three? We'll get yeah, to that later. we'll get to that. Um, um, yeah, there, I thought it had like some some great episodes, but uh, it just kind of suck sucks that um, they're kind of just in the midst of just a very like messy storyline um there's a lot of problems and flaws with it the whole thing with with uh hannah coming back as a ghost is very cheesy um but the things that i that work about that season for me really work and part of it is for me is devon druid i think he's fantastic on season two and you know i just i loved his character on season two even if even if the way that they um they just the route they go with that character is is certainly frustrating um i think it's a very impressive performance and it is also kind of a flaw though with how just to me at least that was like the one of the most interesting storylines of season two and then it just kind of takes that uh just really dark route with yeah i don't know but um i yeah overall i think it's i think it's a decent season i i like it I like it more than I dislike it for sure. Yeah, I hate season two. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I hate it. Like, except for that Zach episode. That Zach episode was actually really delightful in a lot of weird. It's weird to say about thirteen reasons why, but um, I found that episode to be pretty um, entertaining, really sweet. Really explores that dynamic between Zach and Hannah over that summer that I found to be quite sweet. You know, and it it kind of kind of retcons certain elements of like hannah's character and zach's character i'd say in good ways but mm-hmm. beyond that and beyond a few elements of the season that were bright spots i really hated season two because i felt that uh for one my biggest issue on a narrative structure is the fact that they have felt that they need to force hannah back into the story by making her a ghost to clay i hated that i felt that was lazy 
and a, just an excuse to bring her back and have her involved in Clay's story without having Clay have a compelling story of his own, le- learning how to move on from that. I mean, I'm not against having Hannah in the show and more flashbacks that we haven't seen, but the presence of her as some sort of phantom for Clay to um, deal with, I hated. Along with other few things right there, where um, it felt like season two was basically just like, oh, all the characters are confirming things that happened in season one. Oh yeah, that thing in season one that we already told you happened, oh, that happened. Like I said, with the exception of Zack's episode, um, everyone was just saying things we already knew, and and all that but um beyond like obviously my issue with like hannah being involved with it very much heavily um i do like um devin druid as tyler i think he's a really good actor and he really adds a lot to that character but um this is where i'm, I'm heading with, with it like with the finale the finale <laughs> like the, the finale of season two uh i rarely get like i'm scarred or horrified by things i see but that whole bathroom scene with Montgomery and Tyler is one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. Like, it's it's gratuitous, it's unnecessary, and the fact that it was the, basically the catalyst for him to um, attempt his um, school shooting, that adds another layer of problematic nature to it. Um, the fact that season two ends on numerous soap opera-like cliffhangers, you know, like with Jessica and Justin hooking up in the locker room after Jessica basically tried to make up with Alex again. On top of other things, like um, the revelation of Chloe, who was Bryce's girlfriend, getting pregnant as a cliffhanger, on these things, man, I, I hated that finale. I really hated that finale. There were elements of that finale that I thought were actually pretty touching, like Clay confronting Tyler before it all goes down. Obviously, it's very unrealistic, but like, yeah, I, I just it is. it's just a, a factor into um, uh, Dylan Monette's acting skills, I think, really helped that, along with um, Devin Druid's acting skills. But... That whole thing was really, like, that whole season is very frustrating. It felt even more emotionally draining and not in a good way. And uh, for a show that really succeeded in the first season about telling a very realistic uh, coming-of-age story about dark themes like suicide and rape and gossip and all those things in high school, um, I felt like season two was just redundant in some ways, despite a few elements in some characters' arcs, like uh, Mr. Porter, I thought had a really good episode. Like um, his arc was good. Oh yeah, I loved his episode. Yeah, too. I loved his arc. Like how he felt like he let everyone down. Like he didn't do his job well. And uh, you know, like I, I think acting overall on the show is good. Like almost great in some cases. But man, season two, like I, in a lot of ways, I really hate it. And season, the season two finale really made me. It went made me go from really disliking it to just full on kind of hating it with the exception of Zach's episode and a few elements of the show so um it's curious because um despite my frustration with season two season three comes out and I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna watch it or not and then that trailer drops right <laughs> and that yeah. trailer got me I'm not gonna lie that trailer when it reveals that Bryce is dead and not only dead that someone murdered him I was like man you got me because I hated Bryce I hated his guts I mean I, th- I used to think he was the character I hated the most on the show until Montgomery came in, obviously, with uh, with that BS. But, um, yeah. naturally, I mean, <laughs> that teaser was really well done because the way it uses, like, seamless transitions and everything else to uh, showcase, like, that big reveal. So I was curious to see where it was going to go. So um, this is basically going to be our spoiler-filled discussion on Season 3. Um, it's going to be spoiler-filled from the beginning, by the way. So um, if you haven't seen the third season, 
uh, tune out. But if you have, or you don't care, just um, continue listening to me and Chris as we discuss our thoughts on 13 Reasons Why Season 3. So, um, Chris, um, just give your brief thoughts on the show, the show's third season, and then I will give my thoughts too. So... I thought this, for the most part, was honestly, like, just a big step up from season two. Um, even though I have some of the, the same issues with it that I do with season two, where I think the narrative um, can just be a little redundant and just kind of the reliance on flashbacks can feel redundant, um, I think it's a much more ambitious season and in fact i think in some ways it might be the most ambitious season of the show to date um and i think it's ambition and it is really just kind of just won me over um i think there's a lot of just just a couple really really great episodes here and and even though there's things about this that really did frustrate me which you know we'll get we'll get on with later um Overall, yeah, I was I I liked this season quite a bit. I thought it was I thought it was really good. Yeah, um, I hated season two, but I will say I liked season three. Not as much as season one. Season one, I think, is by far the best season of these three seasons of Thirteen Reasons Why. But season three, although I have uh, some major issues with it as well, I think is definitely a step up from season two, just by virtue of it being an. A much more interesting story. I appreciate that it deviated away from Hannah, finally. You know, focusing mm-hmm. on this group of characters and everything else after all of the fallout that happened at the Spring Fling dance. Sorry if you hear my dog barking. Um, I uh, found season three to be, um, for the most part, interesting to follow through it all. I mean, it's a, mi- it's a murder mystery. We're finding out, like, what ha- what caused Bryce to, you know, like, who killed Bryce, basically. And um, uh, uncovering more flashbacks about like what Bryce was trying to become after all that happened was certainly like and it's I think it's gonna be an interesting topic to discuss by the way with how oh yeah how the show addresses and tackles certain ideas amidst a very a very toxic uh culture we're in right now in the world yeah I that's one of the things I think that I impressed me the most about this season is I think, what I said earlier that I think in some ways this is the most ambitious season of 13 Reasons Why, it's just the the approach that it has to kind of just trying to, to mirror, like, our current climate, you know, with uh, with Me Too and Time's Up and things like that. And cancel culture and, and everything else. Yeah, cancel culture. Yeah, a lot of things. Um, I think, And I think it does that in a really just daring and bold way. Yeah, um, I agree. I actually appreciate that it was exploring some things that... Uh, that that obviously I think um, some critics unfairly uh, criticized it for. You know, like, was yeah. it like a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes season 3? It has a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. That's, that's a little much. Like, um, I get why people may not like the season, but I felt like some of them were judging it more on a moral sense rather than the virtues of it being good or bad. Yeah. Yeah, 7 just seemed like really just much for me because I hadn't read any of the reviews for a while so like when I started watching I'm like yeah I don't know if people are gonna like this season but I don't think it'll get like terrible reviews like I figured it would get like somewhere in the 50s like maybe like a 58 or 59 yeah um but uh yeah no 7% just like took me aback and that's it's a little much to me like 
because I don't. I think the season's fine. Like I, I like it overall. I mean, I get why people may feel very um, sensitive about the subject and the themes that it explores, especially given the fact that we're exploring like, um, uh, you know, like basically for better or for worse, like the main crux of season three. It's really centered on Bryce. Uh, the same way mm-hmm. se- seasons one and two were centered on Hannah, season three is really about Bryce because Bryce is gone. He, he's dead. He was killed, in fact. And we were learning through all like the different 13 uh, suspects, like, what caused this, you know? And um, it shows Bryce in many different ways, dealing with the repercussions of what he had to deal with. And some criticize that fact, like, oh, we're, they're trying to help make us empathize or sympathize with a rapist or humanize a rapist. And this is where some people might get mad at me when I say this. Obviously, I'm not condoning rape at all. That's not what I'm saying right here. And I don't think the show is condoning his actions. It's not. Like, not no, it's not. Con- it's not saying he's a good person or any- by any means, or or saying oh he all these things. But it's also showing like. So here's the thing. Whenever I hear people say, "Oh, how dare them humanize a rapist or a killer or all these things?" Well, humanize human. Humans are capable of doing bad things, and some of the worst things you could do is rape or kill. And um, I kind of find, in a culture we're in right now, which I've noticed also, by the way, on a separate topic with like Joker, which screened at the Venice Film Festival recently, there's a lot of people projecting oh, God, a lot of things yeah. into that movie because they felt like, oh man, this could be very like dangerous or whatever. And yet these are the same people who were mad at Trump, same with me, about like talking about violent video games being a reason about like like mass shootings or whatever so it's like you can't go both ways like art is art and um yeah. you can't say oh you can't blame this and yet say oh this is dangerous i can kind of see where you're coming from there and in some ways i get it but i feel like um instead of judging things based on the moral sense of where uh the story tells things i think it's better to judge it by virtue of how it was brought to life and the execution now that's where i think the show actually for the most part i liked you know like um showing that bryce was trying to improve himself and getting himself better because shocker whenever you do something horrible like what bryce did that happens and it shows that he was dealing with a cycle of abuse we see bryce's mom who i thought was actually really terrific in the season uh yeah, she, uh, yeah i liked her too her father was terrible and her father's dying um her ex-husband is horrible and um, it's that whole cycle of abuse and how, like, if you're dealing with that th- so much, it continues to repeat itself, and then it, collect- it it basically becomes what Bryce was. You know, Bryce was a serial rapist, and I'm um, not excusing his actions at all, but I kind of commend the show for kind of dealing with that controversial subject of all that going on in a way that makes sense without necessarily excusing him. It doesn't excuse him at all. It just yeah. shows... It- it's it's the tough pill to swallow that's what i like to call this season three like season three is about the tough pills to swallow when it comes to all these things because um, there's revelations about certain characters and all these things that shows that not everything is black or white and that's true it's not condoning the bad actions that a lot of these people have done but it's something that needs to be discussed especially in a time of social media where everything is so tribal and divisive and that's where i I agree with you. I think, you know, I'm not going to lie for the first couple episodes when when I understood that they were that they were just kind of just attempting to just delve so deep into kind of Bryce's life. And one thing I want to um just mention really quick, you know, is 
all of the flashback scenes with Bryce take place like after the trial and I, I think that's a very smart move you don't really know a whole lot about his childhood right it's all just kind of mentioned like in, in in conversations but you don't you don't ever really know anything about like what it was like when he was a kid but the way that it just kind of um as you said it just it shows his relationships with his mom and his his dad and his grandfather it it, it gives you a pretty decent idea and even though for the first couple episodes i i really wasn't sure how i was going to feel about them doing that uh i think that approach is is some of the most mature writing for this season um i agree with you that i don't think this show tries to ever excuse him it doesn't for his actions as a character because and that's and this is kind of something we'll go more into later, you know, with like the finale and things. But um, yeah. even throughout like the flashback scenes, you even though you see that he is trying, you also recognize and and even he recognizes this that he's still the same person. And, yes. And even though in those moments where he is trying to to do better and to be a a decent person, he he still kind of just falls through like he you know he he succumbs to his own his worst impulses right and, and it shows also I that think, he um is trying like he accepts that it's going to take his entire life to understand the pain that he brought to people like those he raped especially hannah in that case or hannah's mom who appears and all but obviously it shows the tragic nature of the fact that um he never got a chance to learn all those things because of his um murder you know so that's that's what I appreciate about the, this season, how it really dealt with a tough pill to swallow in regards to those things. You know, let's let's and, also just, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, one other thing I just wanted to mention. Um, I also I also agree with how you were saying with how I I don't really like how critics are kind of criti- criticizing the show for that either because I mean. Look, like, 15, 16 years ago, there was a movie that came out called The Woodsman with Kevin Bacon, where he played a, a child molester, um, you know, coming home from, from prison and trying to just kind of live the, the best life he possibly can. And and that was a movie that didn't really um, excuse any of his actions either. And that movie got, like, fantastic reviews. And it's it, it was a very critically acclaimed movie. And I don't know, I, I, I think it just kind of shows how, um, how this current climate can be kind of a double-edged sword when it comes to looking at, at things like... At, things that are uh provoc are that are really provocative about subjects like uh like rape and sexual assault and with this show um with with this season i just i i can't help but really just agree with you that that was just critics were just unfair about that yeah i mean if if the crit if there were crit- i'm pretty sure there were some critics or people who saw the season that just didn't like the way the show or the story went regardless of how they felt morally about it sure i'm not dismissing that you know but i just i'm I'm just tired of like when it comes to properly analyzing stories like in culture like in the arts people are trying are more concerned about like showing how much they care about those social issues rather than properly engaging it with it yeah that that frustrates me because it just only it actually trivializes those issues in a worse way i'd argue it's like it's like we can't be sure. strong enough to improperly discuss it you know without a proper way of addressing it i, I don't know like it, it's really hard to to kind of swallow sometimes or to approach it and I, I i like i said i respect 
those who feel that way in the moral sense, but I also think it's necessary to explore those tough messages. It's kind of like three billboards outside of Missouri, you know, where some yeah. people hated that movie because they felt like, oh, they were humanizing like Sam Rockwell's character and all that. But my argument for that movie and some other people's argument is that like anger begets anger. And it's like anger is important and justified in many cases, but it's like how, much, how far is too far sometimes? And when is anger just being loud? You know, which that actually is explored with like one, like with Jessica and like her arc in the season. Yeah. And I, I love that arc too, for the most yeah. part. I, I thought like just the scenes of her and just her kind of conflicts with, with the group, I thought were, were really good. And um, speaking of that, by the way, a member of that group was Tyler, who we see a lot more of in this season too. Who, I, by the way, I think Devin Druid as Tyler, um, best performance of the entire season and maybe the entire series. He's he's phenomenal. Like on this season, he really, I, I it it kind of sucks that this show just got like so dismissed because his performance on this season is is really like Emmy worthy in my opinion. His confession scene um, to um Clay, when he tells Clay about what Monty did to him, acting. yeah, incredible. And um, it, it was really hard to watch. It was very heartbreaking. But Devin Drew had killed it in that scene. And I really applaud him for really playing like a male sexual assault survivor, uh, giving, that, giving that like a platform to really showcase what it's like to deal with that. I mean, um, issues aside with the fact that that was a catalyst for him attempting a school shooting, that performance is great. And I'm glad that the show is addressing what happens when you're a sexual assault survivor as a male, you know. And they even hinted at it when he talks to Jessica about it, saying maybe there are different signs when it comes to a man when he deals with it, you know. And it's dealing with those yeah. issues, which I appreciate, you know. So shout out to Jevin yeah. Druid, uh, Justin Prentice, who I did, who I think really did a great job in playing Bryce this season. Um, yeah, he he had a lot of range, especially in the finale like when we hear his tape. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. wow, like he really did a good job there. Um, there's another major element of this season that's pretty brand new. Um, there's a new character that joins the cast. Her name is Ani. She's played by Grace Seif. I think that's, is that how you pronounce her last name? Seif? I think it's Seif, yeah. Yeah. Um, she, uh, in a lot of ways, she kind of is the new main protagonist. Almost more so than Clay, even. Yeah. You know, yeah, because she has the most screen time on this season. It's told far. from her perspective. And um, she, she's relaying, like, all the suspects to uh, Officer Standall about what Bryce's death. And she has a very personal connection to Bryce that is revealed as the season goes on. Um, her perform I mean, not performance, but her character has been very divisive among fans of the show or audiences and critics. Some found her very irritating, and in some cases, I kind of understand that. But um, I didn't mind her. Like, I thought she was fine. Like, I get why some might feel annoyed or irritated by what she... Like, because she's a little nosy, you know? But um, I think a lot yeah. of the hate she's receiving is really uncalled for. No, it, it, it absolutely is. And it's... I, I um, you know... To be honest with you, like for the first couple episodes, I didn't really know how to feel about her. Not her performance. I think she's she's really yeah. Good I think I think Grace Safe did a um, did a fine job. Yeah, I just I just felt like personally, like it, it takes a couple episodes for you to just really get invested into her character because they they don't really tell you like much about her for the first couple episodes. Yeah, and she's just there. It's not like, really until that things. relationship with Bryce is 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 explored where she gets interesting. Yeah, um, I agree. It gets I, more interesting during that part. 
but it's it's yeah. one of those things where it's like you have an established cast and then there's like a new character it's, that's just a, that's a thing that a lot of shows do when they feel like they need to add something new to this table they um feel mm-hmm. like they need to uh, add a new character to make things more interesting like um that's it's called the cousin oliver syndrome like what the brady bunch did um when uh, mm-hmm. they added a new character to kind of make like we don't know what we could do so let's just add somebody new so it's like yeah. um I kind of get why people, but the absolute vitriol she received from people, like she actually deleted her Insta- Instagram and social media after the season released because uh, a lot of hate she was receiving, which ironic about a show that's all about anti-bullying, you know, with an anti-bullying yeah. message, people are bullying her off of social media. I, I can't stand that. I, I hate it when people don't like a character and feel the need to go to that actor or actress's social media account and bully them off. I mean, it's especially apparent when it's like a, a female character, and especially if she's a, a, a woman of color, you know, and that frustrates me. Yeah, and that happened a few years ago with uh, Kelly Marie Tran. With that was Star last Wars, year, last yeah. Like, it, it reminds yeah. me of this, it's kind of eerie, because like, like if you don't know, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, who was in Star Wars The Last Jedi... And she played Rose. She was a new character, obviously. And a lot of people didn't like her character. They felt like she was unnecessary and all that. That's a whole different subject for another time. I can go on and on about it. But obviously, people, some people were really mean to her directly on social media. So they commented on her Instagram saying, oh, she sucks. You suck. They bullied her. And she deleted her photos on Instagram. She swiped it all off because she just didn't want to deal with the hate anymore. And um, that's what it looked like is kind of similar to what Grace Sife had to deal with. You know, because people didn't like her character. Like, um, they, she had ended up leaving social media as a result. And it's kind of funny because it reminds me of, like, it, it's so similar in a way where um, you have two um, new actresses, you know, who are relatively unknown, you know, joining an already established cast of characters that people already have grown to really like. And um, people think they're irrelevant to the story or they just don't like them or their character, I mean. So um, mm-hmm. it's like that backlash that I can't help but see the similarities to it, especially the fact that they're both new. Because I'm just saying, like, if uh, those two characters, like if Rose was played by some other white actress, or if um, Ani, I mean, to be fair, like, the fact that she's a, you know, like, an African character, and obviously that's part of it, but if, let's just say Ani was a white character, maybe people would still be annoyed by her, but I don't think the way they would respond to her so negatively would be as strong as it was. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, so it's I get yeah, why people don't like her in some ways. I wasn't as irritated by her that a lot of I don't get it. I guess I'm in the minority in that. You know, I could see people saying, "Oh, she's not really that relevant to the plot. Like, what is she doing here?" I get it, but I I guess I'm in the minority in saying like I didn't. I wasn't that annoyed by her or irritated by her. Yeah. I, I thought she had an interesting dynamic to the story. Yeah, no, she 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 did for sure. Um. It, and again, I I think her performance is is really good on this season. It's like I said, it was just the writing at times. But yeah, but you know, I agree. I can make that argument for like other characters on this season too, like like Alex, for example. Oh, Alex. Yeah. Season. <laughs> There's, like it's basically revealed. Even it's basically revealed that Alex was the one that pushed Bryce into the water. For a moment, I thought yeah. that oh, it's was it Zach really? Because Zach was admitting that he might have killed Bryce because he punched, he beat him nearly to a pulp. And I was like, oh my goodness, really? <laughs> you know, but then it when and, it's... And, and that, like, comes in, like, the 
like the climax of uh, I think like episode twelve, and the moment that like he goes to like the police station, he makes his confession. It's such like a jaw dropping moment, and you're just and when you find out that um you know that that's just the situation, you know it's it just it feels like such a stupid um way of just building tension, right? You know, to the finale and 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 even though I don't I don't totally hate um the scene when alex murders bryce um because i actually think the bryce like justin prentice is terrific in that scene i think it was um, more of a, like when it comes to alex like killing bryce basically i think it was all spur of the moment where he instantly regrets it when he throws him like it's like one of those like oh crap it's like it's like mean it kind of reminded me of mean creek yeah yeah it, it reminded me of that too but just kind of a just a way more like sloppy sloppy yeah i felt like the that, way um, that that turned out was pretty sloppy and rushed and kind of makes you retroactively yeah. rethink a lot of what you see in the season especially because we explore alex a bit he's still struggling with like um you know jessica no longer being with him and um, a few other things there <laughs> you know he's kind of a low-key incel on this season honestly incel like well he well i mean kind of well he's like, obviously how... not an incel he's <laughs> you know like we, we see him getting it on with girls but well i just i just mean like just the way that he just kind of complains and like oh just, yeah i agree like he's fr- he's definitely Jessica. very like it's very toxic he's very frustrated you know and uh yeah. i i'll say this much with the way the season concludes like um for, for one um, montgomery gets arrested because tyler finally reports him to the police which i was so happy about because mm-hmm. um man but then by the way they they revealed something about montgomery that was a little like what (laughs) you know but it also makes sense at the same time yeah that reveal with him with him dying um was 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 a well i was mainly referring to like the revelation about like that he's deeply closeted oh yeah well they they dropped that i think they that's in like episode five yeah that's, yeah midway that's through episode. like in the first um third mm-hmm. of the season you know so because when you realize the flashback they're showing and you see this guy there you're like oh wow they're going this way they're, they're, they're taking this route you know and then um i didn't really mind that route overall though to be honest i actually i thought the scene with him and his dad was was actually was was very was very moving um, it was very impactful definitely like I think it's harder for yeah. me, like, I get, because Bryce, not obvi- obviously not dismissing his actions, but with Bryce, it's a little easier because you see Bryce confronting Monty in the locker room after he found out about yeah. Tyler, which I was actually pretty, like, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, thank you for defending Tyler there, you know, because Monty, mm-hmm. like, I think it's because Monty's scene in, in the season two finale really scarred me. <laughs> like, it scarred oh, me. Oh, no, I, I despise know. Monty. He's, yeah. he's the worst character on the show. <laughs> I just, I thought, like... I just I I admire just like the the writing for that character that they made an attempt to kind of just make that character more than he was more than like just kind of one note which which I kind of think he was up until this season to be honest right um I I felt like he was just kind of a one note character in season one season two oh like, yeah whenever he you see him he just kind of yells he's just a bully and, like, people. yeah yeah and and here I think um his performance was was much better um. And yeah, I don't know. I, I liked I liked his his arc, even though he's he is absolutely just a, a just scum of the earth. <laughs> yeah, he's he's I hate him. I hate him so much. Yeah. So, but like that shot, that big bomb drop, saying like, oh yeah, he's dead. 
Like, they found him dead in his cell. I was like, oh, wow. Wow, that's... Yeah. That's something. So, um, let's wrap mm-hmm. this up real quick. Uh, like, with the way the season ends, you know, it ends with them at a Monet's. Like, um, Tyler is showing off his um, art, like, all the photos he made of his friends. I like that moment with him and, uh, and uh, Zach. Because Zach was the one that was yeah. always, like, against him the whole time. And that was that was nice. Mm-hmm. All those... Th- all those things, you know, and um, I, 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 like I said, I like this season. Uh, the fourth season is said to be the last one. I'm curious to see where it goes, especially since they have to hold this big secret they still have because they, because um, Ani placed all the blame on Montgomery, and now that Montgomery's gone, it's like, okay, what are we gonna do now, you know? And the guy that he hooked up, he hooked up with, is seen at the end of the season two, where he was like. Hey, he was a he was a human, you know. He was with me. It wasn't him, you know. And it's mm-hmm. that's obviously going to play a big factor in season four, which can be the last season. Um, I'm curious to see where it goes because there was this fisherman who finds all the guns that um, Clay and Tony um, hid, like after um, they um, brought Tyler to safety, you know. So yeah, I'm really yeah, curious where I, that goes. I really hope season four just I. I I don't know, I'm kind of worried about season four because I don't really know how they're just going to tie up a lot of this without just being irritating, but, um... Speaking of which, what happened to some I... certain characters that just... <laughs> like, what happened to, oh, um, yeah, Ryan, Ryan and Sherry. And Sherry. I know, I know the actress who plays Sherry has another series, apparently, she's a part of. So maybe mm-hmm. with scheduling conflicts, but, um... Yeah, Did Ryan... Did they just um, say, oh, they probably just graduated? I mean, we see, um... What's her name again in the first episode? Ah, uh, Courtney. Courtney. We see Courtney for like one episode, and it said that she's graduating. And for so like, it's like two okay. scenes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Um, but it's like they don't acknowledge the I, other characters at all. And Sherry had a big role in those first two seasons because um, she kind of caused the death of what's his name again? Um, the one that Jeff, I think. Jeff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Liberty High is a cursed high school. <laughs> yeah. Jeff. Hannah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Bryce Walker, Montgomery Dela Cruz, they're all dead. Hannah Baker. Yeah, they're all dead. It's kind of funny. Yeah. In a dark way, obviously. Yeah, it's it's really yeah. <laughs> so um, let's let's wrap this up overall. Like um, like I said, I I like season three. Uh, I have some issues with the writing. Um, some elements of it are tough to swallow, but I think that's part of what the themes are trying to explore. Um, I think it has really great performances, especially from Devin Druid and Justin Prentice. Uh, yeah. And um, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm, I really appreciated that it really strayed away from Hannah. You know, mm-hmm. we, like... Uh, that was that was a, a very bold choice. I'm glad that they yeah. did that, because I, I, I really hated that, that yeah. in season two, that they relied mm-hmm. on her too much. Um, like I said, I have issues, obviously, with some of the writing, like uh, the way they decided to take certain character arcs. It's also kind of weird because the teaser made it look like that they were basically going full Pretty Little Liars slash Riverdale, but R-rated, basically. You know? And I'm kind of happy that, like, they, they didn't. Well, at least for, like, the first, like, first half, I'd say, like, yeah. seven or eight episodes. It's a little wackier yeah. as, it, they, um, as it goes on. <laughs> Yeah, and and that's kind of one of my my main issues with the season is I think for like the first seven or eight episodes, pretty much up up until I'd say after like Mr. Porter's episode, um, I'd say that was like the last like just great episode of this of this season like to me anyways. Um, 
it really does yeah. a good job at maintaining the same kind of uh just unique tone that I think the first season had. Um it's very similar to the first season for the first eight episodes. And right. and then in like the last five episodes, I think that's where it just kinda just goes full like murder mystery and it gets too like it gets really just melodramatic with certain storylines. Um but I do agree with you overall, though. I do think it's, even in those last five episodes, there's still moments of greatness. Obviously, like, the, the Devon Druid stuff is is incredible. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on really quick is I actually really love the reveal about Justin and how he was a, a victim of uh, sexual abuse. I thought that was actually, like, really, really good writing. I actually thought it, it kind of kind of put his character in a perspective, really, for the... Yeah. Then the fact um, that he's still using... Well, well the using yeah. thing... The thing with his drug addiction, I feel like, is, is a more, like, predictable, like, cliche element. But I just feel like that revealed, yeah. though, with how he was... How he was assaulted. It really just... It made sense with his character. I feel like if you kind of look at his character that from that perspective, it kind of... It makes you look at his his actions in season one in a different way, and I think his actions in season one make make more sense when you when you think about it. Um, to me, at least, and I I loved him on this season too. I thought he was. I mean, I think he's always been great. Honestly, that guy, um, Brandon Flynn. But uh, yeah, I I thought that scene with right. him and Jessica where he reveals that was very moving too. But but yeah. All right, so those were our thoughts, our spoiler-filled thoughts on 13 Reasons Why Season 3. Um, we both um, liked it overall. Uh, we both have issues with it, obviously, but we think that um, we both appreciate, obviously, that it had the audacity to explore certain themes sure. that are tough to swallow, obviously, but I think are necessary in the times that we're in right now. So um, before we um, uh, finish today, obviously, I just wanted to ask, um, do you have anything you wanted to plug, like Letterboxd? Um, yeah, I have a Letterboxd. You guys can follow me. It's uh, the Chris Volta. Um, I write just reviews on there sometimes, like little blurbs. Um, yeah. Once again, sorry for those technical difficulties in regards to my microphone towards the end right there, but this is where I would like to plug that you could follow me at Noah underscore Villaverde at both Instagram and Twitter, and you could also follow the Blank Green Canvas on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash blank green canvas. And once again, you can join me next week when me and to-be-determined guests will join me to discuss IT Chapter 2 in spoiler-filled detail. Thanks again, everybody. I am Noah Villaverde, host of the Blank Green Canvas podcast, and I will see you again next week. We'll